I've never been a big fan of the narrative that gay pride events are for whatever purpose that you get out of it personally. That uh, it could mean different things to different people within the LGBTQ community. It is kind of a romantic um, notion, but it's also disappointingly non-committal, and it's also not reality. The reality is that gay pride events and, and pride month in general has a, a much more focused purpose than that. There's a much more focused intent behind the existence of these events. And that is visibility. These events are meant to allow the community to function as a beacon for those who are isolated in unsupportive, homophobic, you know, heteronormative households and communities that have either forced people to fight against their sexual orientation or gender identity, or at least pressured them into a, a mindset where they feel they have to fight against being gay or being transgender in order to gain or retain the approval of their friends and family. You see, there's something we've known since long before science confirmed it. And that is that being gay is not a choice, neither is being transgender. We've also known for a fact for a very long time that any attempt to suppress or change sexual orientation or gender identity is inevitably going to do major damage to that person. We've known that since long before science did the necessary academic studies to confirm these things. We learned it by living it. And that is directly at odds with the right-wing religious mindset, the, the whole Christian paradigm in America. One out of every ten people is going to be LGBT or Q. One out of every ten. And roughly half of the kids raised in America are being raised in Christian homes, where basically they're being taught that they themselves are abominations who, and I quote, shall surely be put to death. One out of every ten. And it's for the people stranded in those situations that we make ourselves as visible as possible during Pride events with the most ridiculous hats and papier-mâché floats and all sorts of silly yet vibrant and colorful things. I mean, these, these are the sights that you see at a Pride parade or a Pride event, and they're meant to be bombastic. They're meant to be unmistakable highly visible. They're meant to spark conversation. Now, I'm not talking about anything sexually explicit. Most of us within the community are not in favor of anything sexually explicit, any nudity or, or anything like that taking place at Pride events in public. Um, it's just about being as visually striking as possible so that we're as bright and shining of a beacon as we can be for those people who are isolated. And that's why we don't care whether corporations mean it when they put rainbows on their logos. We don't care if they offer discounts during Pride Month on wireless plans. 
Okay, we don't we don't care if they put the trans flag on packages of sandwich meat or anything like that, and and not in a sincere way, because every rainbow on every piece of packaging on every product is a rainbow someone might see who has been isolated in these households and communities in a place where they've been forced to be someone that they're not. Even if a, a corporation doesn't mean it, isn't sincerely in favor of gay or trans rights, that doesn't matter because somebody might see that and start asking questions. And those questions could lead to them becoming aware of the fact that there is a community out there waiting to accept them when they reach that inevitable point where they just can't take it anymore. And everybody reaches that point. Everybody who's gay or trans and is trying to live as a straight cisgender person in defiance of that, every single person that goes down that road of, of trying to stay straight and stay cisgender, that puts them on a road of, of white-knuckling it for as long as they can, and then that road terminates in one of two ways, suicide or self-acceptance. And we want to give people the best possible chance at overcoming all of the shame and all of the hate that they were taught to aim at their self like a weapon. All that shame that was beaten into them, either verbally, through ideology, or through physical beatings. We're trying to be as visible as possible for one month every year. Whether it's through pride events, a parade, a pride fest, or even just a rainbow on a pack of uh, sliced deli meat. Anything that connects with that person and lets them know there is a community out there waiting to accept them, that there's a place that they can go where they can heal. We can't stop people from raising their kids to hate themselves. And that, that's a really dark reality to have to accept. One out of every ten people is going to be gay or trans. That's just hard reality, hard scientific fact. And given that half the kids in America are being raised in right-wing Christian homes, well, basically, divide that by two. So one in every 20 kids in America is transgender or gay and being raised in a right-wing Christian home, give or take a few percent. And we just have to accept that reality because trying to intrude and, and start a war with Christianity to try to force them to change the tenets and strictures of their religion, well, it might be something that would be attempted with good intentions, but it would be ultimately a very negative outcome for everyone involved. And, you know, we don't want to be intrusive. We don't want to tell anyone how to live. So we have to accept the reality that that's just something that's going to happen. You know, right-wing Christian parents are going to fuck their kids up. And if they survive that for long enough to reach out, maybe we can help undo some of that damage. That's really our kind of 
informal treaty. We will leave Christians alone to raise their kids to hate themselves and be ashamed of themselves just for existing, and they will leave us alone and not fuck with us. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, that treaty is violated just because individuals, you know, in the right wing, you know, right wing Christian people, there are always going to be people that take it upon themselves to violently attack us or, you know, attack us online. But that's individuals. As long as it doesn't become a systemic thing where they're really coming after us, then the treaty is intact. You know, as long as it doesn't become systemic, as long as it doesn't become a default thing that policy is built around, then the treaty is intact. We'll let you fuck your kids up, and you'll leave us alone so we can fix them. So we can help them heal from the damage you fucking did. I mean, that, that's, that's basically it. That's our dynamic. And it has somewhat worked. For, for decades, for quite a while now. Kind of. You know, it's never been an ideal situation, but we've made the best of it. At least the best that we could. So that's, that's what Pride events are about. There's a place that you can go for acceptance. There is a community waiting to receive you and help you heal, filled with people who understand you on a fundamental level. There are two experiences that I've had in my life that I would consider to be religious experiences. Experiences where I felt that I had touched something beyond our, you know, our five senses, beyond the perception of the world that our physical stimuli is able to deliver to us. Something greater. That, that's something I've tapped into twice in my life. Once was, well, the morning after the first night that I spent at my first boyfriend's house where I woke up and I watched him sleep for a while. And I thought about everything I had learned about him over the past few months leading up to that point. His past, what he had been through, how he was raised, you know, what happened to him in his childhood, and then his hopes, his dreams, his sort of mission in life and the things he wanted to create all of which I fell desperately in love with. His hopes and dreams became mine, and I realized as I watched him sleep that I might be just as invested in seeing him realize those dreams as him. I felt compelled to get all the bullshit out of his way so that he could seek those, those aspirations unencumbered by all the mundane crap that holds so many people back from doing the things they really want to do. And I realized this is how it was always supposed to be, but never was when I was dating women. And it was wholesome. It was something that was so definitively good and right that I really did feel that I had touched something beyond our physical understanding. I really felt in that moment that whatever created us loved us and wanted us to be happy and gave us the means to be happy. And that all we really had to do was, you know, not fuck ourselves up in that regard. 
looking at him, realizing how emotionally I, I was invested in this person. You know, we're not together anymore. Um, but uh, he's someone I still care for deeply. And it, it was a beautiful thing, having that realization. And directly on the heels of that, I realized if everyone could feel this thing that I was feeling in that moment, there would be no fighting, there would be no war, no conflict in the world. Whatever it is that people chase when they're pursuing world domination or, you know, uh, incalculable riches, they would stop chasing all that stuff if they could just feel this one time, what I was feeling in that moment. They would stop chasing all that and start chasing this feeling. There is nothing else like it. It's hard to explain, but that really was my first true religious experience in life. The second one happened at the first Pride Fest I went to. We had pushed through the gate to, to, to enter the event, you know, and, and, and through the crowd. It was, it was packed, absolutely packed. Once we got through that uh, entranceway and, and got towards the grass in the center of the park where we could set up our uh, blanket and our, our picnic basket and everything that we had, had brought, we kind of uh, were sitting in a circle on this blanket and talking and just kind of taking in the sights. And I just became overwhelmed. I had tears in my eyes and suddenly I was, I was crying. I was looking around at approximately 30,000 people who understood me on this fundamental level that most people couldn't. You know, every gay person whatever their experience of being gay is and however they were raised or treated in the context of that, we've all been through something. And none of us have had it easy, especially when the ideology at the core of the culture we live in is not tolerant of us. So everybody there, it was 30,000 people approximately who understood me, at least on that level. And the love I felt from them, the acceptance I felt from them, the, the support just of being there and seeing these people and every person with whom I made eye contact, I could feel it. It was like living my entire life on some other planet and suddenly being able to take a spaceship home and land on the surface of my home planet get out of my ship and, and look around and see myself completely surrounded by tens of thousands of my people, the people I'd been missing my entire life, the people I never knew I needed so much. And it made me want to throw myself between them and anything bad that might ever come for them. Just as the tears were streaming down my face, and I was trying to collect myself and hide those tears behind my sunglasses. This uh, middle-aged woman um, looked like somebody's cool aunt um, happened by uh, handing out these flower necklaces. And uh, she saw me and hugged me and asked me if it was my, my first Pride event. And I collected myself and started laughing and I told her it was. And she said that happens to everybody their first time. 
It's just not possible to put into words the contrast between living every day of your life feeling like you might need to hide who you are and be very careful. You know, whether you hold your husband's hand or boyfriend's hand in public, you know, looking around to see if there's anybody around who might be triggered by that in a way that might cause them to become violent. To, to live every day that way, being extremely careful, and then suddenly be in the middle of a crowd of ten thousands, tens of thousands of people just like you, who have to maintain that hypervigilance just like you, every day. And we're finally all gathered in a place where we don't have to be careful about holding hands. We don't have to keep it a secret. We don't have to worry about some Christian parent out with their eight-year-old thinking that us merely existing in the visual view of their eight-year-old without being treated like we're attacking their faith and trying to indoctrinate their child into some sordid fetish. To finally be just floating in an ocean of love and acceptance, it is something that it, it defies description. It's something that you just can't understand without going there. And now, I never miss a Pride Fest. Once a year, I get to feel that. We all get to feel that. There's no comparing of scars. There's no, you know, telling of, of stories of all the horrors that we went through, all the discrimination, the, the you know, incidents of violence against, violence against our person because of our... None of that. It's purely a happy event. It's just enjoying the company of others that really understand you commiserating with people who have been through the same things as you and just basking in the joy of that acceptance and that love and knowing that there is support out there, that there's tens of thousands of people rooting for you on your side. There's nothing like it. And there's plenty of straight people there too. You know, whether they were the friends or, or relatives or of gay or trans people. You know, I guess you'd call them allies. They were there too. They absolutely were not excluded in any way. and They got to feel that love too. It is a beautiful thing. So I guess it's not entirely wrong to say that Pride events are for the purpose of whatever you get out of them personally. Because that is also true. It's just not the core purpose of gay pride events. The core purpose is visibility. To act as a beacon for those stranded in right-wing, oppressive, heteronormative communities and households. People who are stranded and stuck and not accepted by, by anyone in their life. People who can't be who they really are without feeling like they're going to lose everything and, and everyone. For one month a year, we are as visible as we can be to let them know that we're there for them. And you can call that indoctrination if you want to. I don't really care. Because it's not the truth, and even the people saying it know that it's not the truth. And I've got the question before from many right-wing people 
why gay pride? You know, if it's not a choice, if you're born that way, then why be proud of it? Well, it's very simple. The pride is a balancing mechanism. You see, so many people have been raised to look at themselves with shame, to be ashamed of who they are, to hate themselves. So when we function as that beacon, as a community, as loudly and as visible as we can be, well, when they look to that beacon, we want them to see people who are not ashamed. People who are proud of who they are. People who are secure in who they are. Gay pride exists as gay pride specifically to counter the shame that so many right-wing religious parents inflict on their kids. When you distill gay pride events and pride month in general down to their essence, what they really are is solving problems that are born of hate using love as the method of solving them. Now, love isn't going to solve everything. Obviously, there are a lot of problems in the world for which love is, is not necessarily the solution. But one thing is for sure. It definitely isn't going to make anything worse. And there's something to be said for that. Anyway, yep, just wanted to put this out there because I keep getting this question, why gay pride? What's the purpose of these events? Why have this? Why have a whole month? Now you know. Okay, so that's it.